Coming up on The Potter's Tech. Do you want God's power but only under your terms? Does it have to be your way presented in a way that's palatable to you? Does the board have to meet in order for you to be comfortable with doing what God told you to do? Or are you so desperate for a miracle that you say, hey, put it right here. Whatever it takes. This is the Potter's Touch. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. I'm believing God for great things, and great things can only be birthed out of great word. God's word is his seed. It's how he gives birth, and I pray that his word would really, really be planted in a place in your heart so deep that the enemy cannot steal it. Got a word for you today. Are you ready? Check this out. The Bible says that the disciples were with Jesus and Jesus passed by the blind man. They used him as an opportunity, his circumstance as a canvas to paint a question before the Lord. And they asked him, who sinned, his mother or his father, that he would be born blind? Because whenever things go wrong in our lives, we have a carnal propensity to want to explain our dilemma by pointing at someone else. I'm like this because my mother was like this. I'm like this because my father didn't raise me. I'm like this because my aunt was mean to me. I'm like this because I'm black. I'm like this because I'm white. I'm like this because I'm fat. I'm like, we always want to explain the calamities of life. But the truth of the matter is, sometimes things just happen. They just go wrong. Who sinned, his mother or his father or him? that he should be born blind. And Jesus dispelled this ideology completely and totally, said it was not the actings of his mother nor his father, but this man was born blind. Let me get this exactly right. That God should be, that the works of God should be made manifest in him. In other words, God said he was born blind so God could show that he was greater than blindness in his life. That he was born in a crisis or in a dilemma so that when the time was right, God could use his dilemma to show that he's greater than any dilemma you face. In other words, his condition is nothing but a setup for God to prove that he's greater than his condition. In other words, God's strength is made perfect in weakness. In other words, man's calamity is God's opportunity to express his divine sovereign power over human obstacles and affair. In other words, the problem that you've been worried about is nothing but God creating a chance for him to show your friends and neighbors how strong he is in your life. Now listen to this, the man is born blind, no point of reference. And yet Jesus calls him out and says, I'm going to do something in your life for which there is no point of reference. How do you believe God for something you have never seen done before? A nebulous, indescript thing. You just know that God is going to do something in your life. It's amazing how you can be sustained by a thing you can't even describe. You can't even tell people what it's like, but you just know that something is about to happen. Is there there anybody who knows what I'm talking about? You, you, You just knew something. 
You don't even know exactly what is going to happen, but you knew something. You told death, wait a minute, I can't die right now. Something is about weight depression. I can't commit suicide. I've just got a feeling that something is about to happen. I can't even explain to you what it is, but there's something down inside of me that keeps telling me to hold on. Waiting for something. Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. It means that when you wait, you don't just sit down like you're sitting at the bus stop listlessly, aimlessly looking into the wind and the weather, waiting on the bus to come. It means that while you're waiting, you ought to be doing push-ups and jumping jacks and lifting up barbells because you're renewing your strength. What are you renewing your strength for? Because you need to be strong enough to bear the weight of the favor that God's going to release on your life. Oh, oh. Oh, somebody in the room is exercising. They're getting in shape. They're lifting up barbells. They're garnering their strength because you got to be strong enough to take a licking and keep on ticking. You got to be strong enough to get a blessing while people murmur and complain and say, well, you know what? That's God's business. If God wants to bless me, what is that to you? You got to be strong enough. man has been blind all of his life. And I, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the way I was raised. I was raised to respect people with handicaps. Not to look at them funny or to make fun of them or to make them uncomfortable. I go out of my way if I know you have a handicap to try to make you comfortable to give respect to you. And yet when Jesus encounters the blind man and the blind man finally makes it to Jesus, he's finally grown to the point that he's gotten to Jesus and he's ready to be healed. Can you imagine being blind? You heard Jesus was passing by. You didn't see him. You heard a sound. You, you scurried over and you climbed over the rocks and the ridges and you felt your way over to where he was because you heard that he was a healer. You never saw it. You heard he was a deliverer. You never saw it. You heard he took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000. You never saw it. You heard there was a woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment and was made whole. You never saw it. You heard blind Bartimaeus man stood by the highway side begging and he got healed. You heard Lazarus was dead and stinking in the grave and he raised him from the dead. You never saw it. You heard about it and came where he was face to face with a miracle. You say, maybe he's going to lay hands on me like he did them. Maybe he's going to speak the word into my situation. Maybe he's going to take some oil and anoint my head with oil and you're standing there waiting on him to do something that heals you and delivers you. You hear him say, <laughs> now you can't see. You don't need eyes to know what that sounds like. You. What do you do when your miracle doesn't come through a method that you would have chosen? The blind man did walk over to Jesus and say, if you don't mind, spit in my eye. No, that would not be the method that you would request. But isn't it amazing how some of the greatest moments can come out of the worst methods? 
that God can use your enemies to bless you, that God uses your adversity to bless you, that God blesses you outside of your comfort zone. If you would have asked, you would have chosen God for you so-and-so to bless me. But isn't it amazing how the people you think God would use, God doesn't use them. And the very person that never liked you, always hated you, after your job, God will use that Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Let me ask them. Well, most people, if they heard you spit, I, you know, and I, this is a personal preference, but I'd rather you punch me than. There's something so degrading about, you know. I mean, I want to be healed, you know. But, uh. Can't you, can't you do something like, you know, speak the word? <laughs> you know, just wave your hand over me. Jesus spat in the ground and started making a little mud patch and said, bring your eye over here. <laughs> this man didn't back away and say, oh no. <laughs> Look, I ain't sure about you no way. And now your methods are like, I don't, mm -mm, no, let me ask This brings to mind a question. How bad do you want it? Do you want God's power, but only under your terms? Does it have to be your way presented in a way that's palatable to you? Does the board have to meet in order for you to be comfortable with doing what God told you to do? Or are you so desperate for a miracle that you say, hey, put it right here. Whatever it takes. He mixed mud. He mixed spit and dirt and made mud and put it in his eye. And then told the man, now, but before I get to that, let me say this. The man is trying to see now. And instead of him clearing up his vision, he's now made it worse. Because even if you can see, if I put mud in your eye, you can't see. Notation, when you're on your way to God's favor, expect things to get worse before they get better. If you got a dream, a vision, a business, a concept, an idea, and just when you're about to do it, things get worse instead of better, that doesn't mean that God's not going to bring it to pass. In fact, it generally means that you're on the verge of the greatest miracle you ever had in your life. Somebody who's going through all hell, you ought to get happy because you're real close. this church, Jesus says to the blind man, go wash in the pool of Siloam. 
wait a minute, I didn't even make this mess, and I got to go wash it. He said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Here lies the problem with all of the man's critics, because Jesus has sent this man to be healed someplace that the religious folk did not approve of. Later, you will find that his neighbors are critical. The Pharisees are judgmental. The religious people are complaining about what day he got healed. Some people are saying he was never blind in the first place. But all of the criticism is rooted in a principle that I want to make clear. People get upset when you got your blessing outside of them. If they can't take credit for the healing, they have a problem because God sent you somewhere else to get what you need. There are some folk in this room right now. If you'd have stayed where you were, you'd have died like you were, but God had to send you somewhere else. Oh, help me preach in here. Now people got an attitude because they can't take credit for what God has done it, but to God be the glory. Touch three people and tell them the Lord did this. Uh, not the board, not the committee, not my schoolmates, not my classmates, not my family reunion. This is the Lord's door. He sent me to another place. He sent me somewhere else. No man will take credit for this healing. He didn't send me to the Pharisees or the Sadducees. He said, go off in the pool of Siloam. I want to take a moment and celebrate this because I thank God for being the kind of God who can work outside of the system. I said God can work outside of the system because according to the dictates of the system, some of you shouldn't even be here right now. If God hadn't taken you outside of the system and blessed you anyway, the system would have held you down. But God said, go off in the pool. My God, help me. God will send you somewhere else. Bless you. Oh, my God. That's why when you get your blessing, you ought to be careful to come back to the house of God and give him the praise because you've made it by faith. Let all the faith folk make some noise in here. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. I'm ready now. I got my priorities right. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know where I came from. I went through enough by myself that now I'm ready for the blessing. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. You don't have to help me. You didn't bless me and you can't curse me. To God be the glory. Oh my God, for the thing, I better stop. I don't want to mess up a good servant. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus, women are into spiritual warfare. They're in a fight going on between you and the devil. If you had been like you used to be, you would have gone crazy. But you got some kind of crazy peace. This is the peace of God. I'm in pain. They said, do you want me to call a doctor? Do you know Jesus? What you call his name? Exposure, courage, knowledge, positioning, P-E-C-K. We will have healing and restoration if we know what our daddy says. Out of your knees, 
think that when the man got healed, you would think that everybody would be excited that the man who was born blind, grew up blind, is now healed. You would think they would celebrate his tenacity because this is a man who grew up in the dark, growing blind, working in the dark, working without having everything working for you. See, all of us are survivors, but we wouldn't be here. We all survived something or we wouldn't be here. But some of us survived with everything working for us. There are some other folk in this room who survived, didn't have this, didn't have that, didn't have the other, didn't have help, didn't have a husband, sometimes didn't have a job, sometimes didn't have a friend, sometimes you had to push yourself, sometimes you had to encourage yourself. You never had everything working at one time, but you were moving. You were in the dark, but you were still fighting in the dark, working in the dark, bought your house in the dark, raised your kids in the dark. You know God was on your side. You didn't have what they had, but you made it anyway. Oh, my God, my God, my God, I thank you. This man was growing in the dark, and now he's come to the place. This is the time. My God, this is the time. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. I don't know why the Lord's got me going down this vein. But whoever you are, I want you to understand this is the time. This is the moment you've been waiting on. You've been waiting all of your life to get to the point that you are right now. You're in the right place at the right time for a miracle to break loose in your life. If it had happened 10 years ago, you couldn't have handled it. If it had happened three years ago, you wouldn't have been mature enough to handle it. You had to go through everything you went through in the dark to get you tough enough and strong enough and courageous enough and tenacious enough. And now you're ready. Slap somebody say, I'm ready. Now the man is ready to be healed. He's ready to receive his miracle. And the amazing thing is he gets his miracle while all kinds of people are murmuring. I don't think that's the same guy. Another group said, well, I don't, I'm not sure. I believe he was blind in the first place. What do you do when your celebration, your moment of celebration is controversial? Critics at the party of your exaltation, murmuring and complaining. They have something now, our government, when they, when they listen out for terrorists, they listen out and according to the amount of emails and the amount of correspondence, they call it chatter. And when the chatter gets louder, it is an indication that we may be closer to terrorist attack. So when the chatter is highest, they know that something is about to happen. And I came to tell you, when you start getting a breakthrough, expect a lot of... Yeah, yeah. If you're not hearing any chatter, you're probably not doing anything for the Lord. But if you're starting to hear a whole lot, I don't know whether it's God or not. Who is she? She's too old to be getting married. What's he doing going into business? If you're hearing a lot of chatter, it's a sign you're about to step into divine favor and the blessing of the Lord is about to overtake your life. Now it takes a lot of maturity to be strong enough to hear the chatter and maintain your focus. 
You can't stop. You don't see where the blind man stopped and said, yeah, I'm the same guy. You know, I know it was the Sabbath day, but, uh, you know, it, Jesus had to do what he had to do. And he didn't argue with his critics. He just walked into his miracle and received what he had. Don't allow life to trick you into worrying about what he says and what she says when this is your moment. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know why God has me preaching this today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're just now ready for the blessing of the Lord to overtake you. You heard about it years ago, but this is your year to see the glory of God fall in your life. Tell somebody, say, I'm ready now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible said that he's finally grown up. He's of age. He can speak for himself. See, some things, if God would have done them sooner, you would have thought the people that he used were the ones who blessed you. If God would have done them sooner, you would have bragged and wrote a book about how you did it by yourself. But after you've gone through the hell that I've gone through, you know that it was God that blessed you. And now you're ready to walk in the favor. You're not afraid to tell anybody all I know. Say whatever you want to say. Say that it doesn't take all of that. Tell me the church is too noisy. Tell me we clap our hands too much. Tell me we're worshiping on the wrong day. I don't know about any of that, but all I know. is that I came in here blind I get I get tickled at them they tell me all the time you shouldn't you shouldn't be that animated you shouldn't be that demonstrative you 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 you're too exuberant you're, you're too opulent you you clap your hands you holler too loud and and, and and you shouldn't do that well maybe I shouldn't all I know is that it's working for me. It brought me from a long way. And if I need to clap my hands, I don't care what people say. All I know is that praising God brought me through the fire, brought me through the furnace, brought me through the flood, brought me through the fight, through many dangers, falls and snares. I better quit for a star something in here. I have already come. Tell three people, tell them I'm growing up now. I'm growing up now. I'm growing up now. Tell somebody I'm growing up now. I can handle it now. Things that used to break me won't break me no more. Things that used to hurt me don't hurt me anymore. Things that used to pulverize me don't pulverize me anymore. I can handle it now. I'm growing into God's favor. The favor of God broke out in his life. Now I'm going to tell you one more thing and I'll be out of your way. Don't judge the second half of your life by the first half. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. His first half didn't look so good. Nobody would have voted him most likely to succeed. 
anybody looking at his past would have said things in the future don't look too bright for you. But how many people know that God can turn your life completely around? Whoever I'm preaching to, your latter day shall be greater. I better quit because I feel like preaching now. I better stop. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. I got to get out of the way. But touch seven people and tell them something's about to happen. I can feel it. I can't see it, but I can feel it. I can't explain it, but I can sense it. I can't describe it, but I realize it. Something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. I've come too far. Simply stated, Simply stated, my brothers and sisters, as I hasten to a close, when the Bible says he is of age and points to the fact that he was born blind, he had to grow up into God's favor. He had to develop and go through some things. The timing is now right. You can do now what you couldn't do before because the timing is now right you've proven all things you've endured some afflictions you've suffered through some adversity you've developed you've strengthened yourself while you were waiting on the Lord you were building yourself and now you're not easily distracted by the chatter because you've come to a place of solidarity and stability and now you're saying whip it on me God whatever it takes Lord I'm now ready to receive everything you have for me I'm ready to walk into divine supernatural favor I'm not so worried about popularity, fame, or fortune. I'm ready! I wish we had more time. This is such a big subject. It is very, very important that believers understand the truth that you have just heard. Don't judge the second half of your life by the first half. There are new dimensions for you to grow in and evolve into. And I pray that those new dimensions would be materialized in your life. May God bless you and may heaven smile upon you. This is Bishop T.D. Jakes sending you love from the Potter's House. More than you asked for, bigger than you dreamed, and beyond comprehension. God's favor ain't fair. Stop apologizing. Stop feeling bad. Stop trying to explain it because favor ain't fair. For your gift of any size, you will receive the Favor Ain't Fair 3 Methods set on DVD. You want to be accepted by your peers when it wasn't your peers that blessed you in the first place. It was the Lord that blessed you. Don't forget who blessed you.
Yes, you. And when your gift is $100 or more, you will receive the Favorite Fair DVD set, your very own season of Favor journal that includes daily uplifting scriptures, as well as T.D. Jakes Classics Volume 7, four blockbuster messages on CD and DVD. If you don't start believing it, you won't start receiving it. After you've been through hell and high water, God has got something better for you. God is taking you to a new level of favor today. All of this happened for a man who heard Jesus passing by. You'd be surprised if the people just come to church to come to church, but they have no sense of urgency. They just think, well, you know, where I woke up, I thought I would, I thought I'd go to the potter's house today. They don't know that Jesus is passing back. This is- 